Welcome to the Online Education Pod, the weekly podcast about online and digital, created by Zuma. I'm Doug, and this week I had my colleague Alexander Evient joining me. He just got back from paternity leave, and we decided to kick things off with a more content-focused episode. Today, we're discussing a pretty common concern that a lot of companies have around their content, which is that they're repeating themselves too much and writing about the same few topics far too often. The worry usually is that if each piece of content isn't something completely new, then readers are going to get annoyed or just bored and tune out, which makes all of your content work worth nothing, basically. In this episode, me and Alexander try to explain why this isn't the case, most of the time at least. If you want to reach your entire target audience, regardless of who they are and how they've come to your site, where they are in their decision-making process, you actually need to cover the same topics from a few different angles. And on top of this, it's unlikely that even your most loyal followers read and consume absolutely everything that your company publishes word for word. No one reads all of your content, and that's okay. That's what we cover in today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. So, hello, Alexander. Hello, Doug. Welcome back. Thank you. It's nice to have you back. It's um, you've left. Oh, you left. You went on leave in November. Yeah, end of November. And then this is your first week back to normal. Yeah, exactly. How do you think it's gone with the pod the last? Uh, well, over this winter. Yeah, I have uh, listened. Yeah. On. Uh, each episode while going out with the stroller uh, with my kid during uh, my paternity leave. So uh, I have had time to listen. And um, yeah, I really like uh, you uh, as a host. You've been uh, (laughs) very uh, good and also the guests. So uh, yeah. It's very flattering. I I know that Anders has been trying to uh, drum up some kind of tension or rivalry between us and the pod, but uh, I think we can put that to bed. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Well, since you're back today and you're uh, also a content creator, Zuma, I thought we would take a kind of more content-focused episode and um, kind of the title of the question or statement I kind of came up with when trying to think about what it would be about would be uh, why it's okay that not all of your customers read all of your content all of the time. And that idea kind of came from a um, question that I've had a lot in, in this role and in previous roles, um, both when you know creating content for Zuma and for our customers and for other companies that I've worked at. Um, that people sometimes get concerned that like, you know, we've got a new article coming this week, you kind of present it and you discuss what it's going to be about. Um, but that's, then someone says, wait a second, we, we, we had a very similar article to this a few weeks ago. Have we not already covered this topic? Are people not going to get sick, you know, of reading the same thing over and over again? People are just going to think, you know, we're, we're copying our own work. They're going to unsubscribe. They're not going to like us anymore. Do you recognize that kind of objection or, uh, problem from you know these stakeholders i suppose yeah yeah i've heard that uh, before as well i think yeah the quick answer is uh, it's uh, we all, we uh, often talk about relevance and um, creating 
relevant content and uh, and every content which you create is not relevant for all your customers so uh, for example uh, I mean uh, this episode for example it's uh, it's maybe relevant for uh, someone who has exactly this discussion in their marketing team or organization and that's relevant for a person who are able to either watch this uh, podcast or listen to it during a track but uh, if we would write about this in a blog post, maybe that would be more relevant for another person who don't have the time to listen to this episode or is getting it in a news email or something. Or what do you think, Doug? Yeah, no, exactly. I was, I was trying to think of a good example from Zuma, but I suppose I could just make one up. Like, um, you know, we write a lot about marketing automation quite often. And I think actually we probably do have more than one article that, the topic basically is the benefits of marketing automation. Um, they maybe have different titles or something, but you know they're both focused on on that main topic. You know what are the benefits of marketing automation? But like you said, those benefits look very different depending on who you are. Like if you're someone kind of in a role like what you and me have, except at a company, you know the benefits of marketing automation might be that you. Um, can get more uh, subscribers to your blog, you know, because you could use automation to send some kind of promotion email to leads who have downloaded some kind of guide from your blog and encourage them to subscribe. So that could be one benefit for you. But if you're like a kind of um, sales manager or something, maybe a bit further up the hierarchy or in a different part of the company in a different part of the building, those benefits of automation might look very different. Like it becomes more effective and less time consuming to kind of nurture leads and stuff that you have in your CRM. So, so that's a kind of typical example and, and that's the way we work at Zuma and that's kind of the way we encourage our customers to do. And, you know, like we said, even though um, you sometimes get the objections, you, you have to like be aware of the fact that not everyone who knows your company or even not everyone who subscribes to your blog maybe actually reads absolutely everything that comes through into their inbox, you know. I guess you can recognize that from your own like online behavior. You know, you don't click on exactly everything you see on LinkedIn, right? No, exactly. It's uh, I was thinking about that right now. How I consume content on the web for from different companies. And for example, take HubSpot for example. They have uh, a lot of topics about inbound, and there are so many different angles which are relevant for a content creator like like us or um, or inbound for um, written from an, from a different angle for example uh, is in customer support or something you need to have just different angles on, on topics and covering it all mm. and it's probably also good to mention the SEO aspect as well because um, you know if we go back to our uh, example of the marketing automation thing when you plan out your content you might have a load of keywords that you want to cover because they have high traffic and they're relevant for you and your company and your customers and things but sometimes they are pretty similar like maybe uh you have one keyword that's like the benefits of marketing automation another one that's the advantages of marketing automation maybe. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like synonyms really it's they literally mean the exact same thing but I suppose if, if you uh, if you really want to optimize for search and make sure that you get found when people search for automation, then you kind of have to cover these things. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, we've been talking about the how people perceive this kind of content, but it's tricky um, for the content creator as well, right? 
I know that you've um, we've spoken about that before uh, outside of the pod that you know you're working on an article, but it's it's becoming difficult to to formulate the same thing in a different way for a very similar keyword, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you often find your favorite explanation of a of a product or service solution or some part of it, and uh, then it's very easy to like get stuck by that and uh, using it all over again but that that's really harmful for for the seo could be harmful for the seo as well so it's important to uh, to have variations and uh, i think the easiest way to find those variations is to actually think about the persona and um, for example if you're writing to a decision maker in an organization they like try to use some formulation which are in their world and talk about uh, more organizational wise while you would if you would create content of the same topic but for more like a influencer or practitioner maybe you can use another vocabulary or uh, explain it in slightly different way yeah exactly i think that's kind of um the way to do it really is is keep the target group or the persona really at the front of your mind and think okay I, this is this article is getting pretty similar to the one that i sat and wrote three weeks ago you know but try and think about who do i want to be reading this is it a decision maker in an office or is it a practitioner also in an office i suppose but <laughs> maybe in a different kind of job but even so you know despite us trying to um get rid of this kind of concern that that you repeat yourself with your content too much um they do have a point i think you know maybe you do have a few keywords that you want to target that that focus on the same thing but you can't have too many that are too similar i would say you know maybe you have like marketing automation benefits and you have advantages but you don't need another 10 or 15 synonyms that mean the same you know basically the same thing because then you probably will um end up repeating yourself a bit too much but like can you think of any other best practices i guess that um but yeah you could use as a content creator really to to stop yourself from um from duplicating things too much yeah i'm uh, i think about the objective of the content the purpose of the content um if we are about to if we have an objective to to really rank high on a specific topic then it's very important to cover it very wide but uh, but also narrow in in the articles and uh, but uh, as you said if you have um, like subscribers who get each week another synonym about uh, the same topic they got last week that news letter is not really relevant or it quickly becomes uh, uh, not so valuable because they're feel like they read about that last week so i think yeah, you need to balance those two um, maybe you can uh, build up that wide and narrow library of uh, of topics which you you can update the old blog post and so on and make sure that you cover everything just for your seo purpose but then you can balance and uh, variate creating new topics which you are using in the newsletter and and updating and so on mm. it feels like you need to balance those two 
just yeah, to yeah. think about the experience as a subscriber. Mm. Yeah, there always needs to be a good mix, I suppose. And I mean, that's what we do on our on the online application hub. You know, we have we publish a lot of content that that um, we want to uh, perform well on search, but in between that kind of content, we often have things that you know uh, are still interesting and good, but maybe not so search friendly. You know, we usually say things that are a little bit more philosophical. You know, kind of usually Anders is uh, reflections on online and digital and stuff through there. Kind of hard to get those kind of articles, you know, really optimized for a particular keyword, but it doesn't really matter because we have so much other SEO focused content and we need that other that other kind of content for a good mix. Great. Well, I think we can finish there for today, but um a nice short and sweet episode to get you back into the podcast. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Yeah, do you think we should do like a teaser of um what sort of episodes we're we we're gonna be recording in the future? We've yep. spoken about, um, basically, we, we have an idea that we want everyone at Zuma to be on the podcast at some point. We've yep. had quite a lot of internal guests right now, but there's still like 10 or 15 people maybe who haven't been on yet. So um, that's going to be good. There's going to be some new voices or faces, I suppose, in the pod pretty soon. Is there anything else? Yeah, we're talking about doing this area of getting to know uh, each Zoomer. So we're going to do more... Uh interview about what what people are doing at Zuma and uh, so you can get to know each mm. and everyone at, at mm. Zuma mm. Um, exactly. for you who partner with Zuma and so on it's, we, yeah. we think it's nice to be able to get to know each other we spoke about more external guests as well we yeah. had uh, Linda from uh, Comactive on uh, a couple of weeks ago which was yeah great. that was so, a very um, good episode we want some more non-Zuma people as well so maybe if you're listening you'll uh, get an email arriving in your inbox fairly soon inviting you. But, uh, fantastic. Well, I look forward to it very much. Thanks for joining today, Alex. Thank you. And we'll uh, speak to each other soon. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for listening to this week's episode, and thank you especially to Alexander for joining. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to subscribe, either right here where you're listening now, or on our site, zuma.agency. The easiest way is just to Google the online notification pod and uh, you'll find your way. Thanks very much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.